0: Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com.
1: Randy, I don't know if you've experienced, but, but here and pretty much probably everywhere in the nation, We're experiencing what I call the churn, the churn being not so much our customers. We're getting strong customers coming to the city. I mean, that's, they are our citizens and our vendors, et cetera, but the churn is the employee. You you plan, you hire, you train. In our mind, we have this dream of they're going to stay with us for 25 years and I won't have to train again once I'm full staffed. And then there they go. A better opportunity presents itself. You don't have an opening. They want to be a manager. They want to be a senior, and the churn happens. You've just invested all this time and energy. You got them where you want them. They're your high performer, and something better comes along, and they leave. And now you're starting over again. And that churn's tough. The churn, trying to manage the churn, and I have so many managers that come and say, you know, well, I've got turnover again. We just had our parks department lost our kind of five of the top people. We lost our director, both assistant directors and a couple like a finance person and some others that were close to retirement, but all kind of left in the same timing. Uh, And that's difficult. You you have an upheaval, whether it's one or many, and you got to start over. And dealing with that is difficult. And the managers come and say, you know, what do I need? I need, we need to pay them more. Right, We need to pay them more. I wish our benefits were better. And I'll listen. And it could be pay. It could be going chasing the dollar is what I call that. But definitely the grass isn't always greener. Some come back. Some stay gone. Um, But it's understanding your people and trying to keep the most of what you have. I expect what I call the churn. And you and I talked about it before we hopped on the show. Turnovers, different. To me, the yeah. churn is the burden we all face as leaders of investing energy and effort to get them where you want them to be and knowing somebody's going to leave. You have to expect it. Turnover, to me, is a statistical number, but doesn't really have any meaning or value. It's it's managing the churn, not managing the turnover, in my mind.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, my first thought is the behavior Of leaders that won't invest in people or that are reluctant or reticent to do that because there's the risk that they won't stay or they won't stay long enough or they won't stay long term define long-term any way you want to that behavior on the part of leadership improves your leadership how see that that's where that's where this for me goes way south The behavior of a great leader, in my opinion, is to make that investment in people. And I would even go so far as to say to make that investment in people without expectation. And I know that sounds crazy. And I know that sounds even maybe counterintuitive. Like, why would I invest in somebody for no reason? Well, hear me out. Because you hired them. You hired them if you didn't hire them, okay, you got an argument, but you hired them. You saw something in there to marry them work-wise. So you dated, you courted, you did whatever through the interview and the vetting process, and then you pulled the trigger. You put a ring on each other's finger metaphorically at work. So why wouldn't you? Why you? wouldn't you? I mean, we're both married, both been married for a long, long time. Um, And it was
1: perfect right from the start. Right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: (laughs) it didn't take any effort or training.
0: (laughs) No, but you know what person in their right mind, husband or wife is going to go in and not make that investment in that relationship and in the other person, right? Yes. There's the expectation that, that it's going to work out, but you had that expectation too. When you hire someone, Mm -hmm. you, we don't hire people. And if you do, if you are out there and you are hiring people, with the thought, yeah, I'm not really not sure that, then my question is, why'd you hire them? Mm-hmm. You you need to really look in the mirror at your hiring process. If you're hiring people like, I'm not sure if they're going to work out, but you know, I'm going to, we'll just take a flyer on them. You know, we'll, just, we'll just see if this works. I understand at some lower level positions, you may do that. So I'm not completely crazy, but when we're talking about a leader investing in people, the option to not do that no matter what the outcome is to me is just completely unacceptable because that just makes you a poor leader i don't know how that helps anybody so if you if you go ahead and you you make up your mind that you're going to invest in people full well knowing listen we're dealing with humans here everybody's got free will right three years ago i didn't have any designs on buying a house in arkansas but this last march i did Mm -hmm. well i didn't that wasn't And it it. was quick yeah that wasn't in the plan i an opportunity (laughs) came up and we we jumped uh, on it we made a decision Mm -hmm. that if i'd been working for somebody and they were trying to second guess what i wanted or what you know i didn't even know yeah And I really loathe, I loathe the excuse of management leadership that, well, if only we could pay more, if only we could. And I hear it. I hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. I hear it in private sector. I hear it big time in city government leadership. You know, we just, we need to pay more. And city management, for the most part, in my experience, certainly here in the DFW area, really good at doing enough market research to find out where are we
1: yeah where do we, or what, where do we what's fall? fair and competitive is what Correct. i call it yeah. I don't, in some cases our city manager wants you know wants us to be the number one so there's big competition between fire and police everybody's hiring the same pool of candidates yeah. that that those candidates apply at multiple places simultaneously and i get it you know there's there's a, there is an affordability factor for some cities may not be able to pay the best but you got to leverage what you have. You got to leverage um, the environment, the culture. You've got to leverage what you what you bring to the table and how we feed your value system that met- aligns with ours. I think that's where you can get a win. Um, if somebody's just looking for the dollar, they're going to always be looking for the dollar. You, I can assure you, you won't keep them. And I always caution managers where the employee is demanding, I need 85K, period. It it depends on what that looks like. You know, what gets you to that number? What are you looking for? That's what I always ask candidates when they when they give me a set value. What's important to you in that number? Well, you know, sometimes it is. That's what I'm making now. And I have financial commitments. And you have to understand that because if you can't do it, you can't. If that is their number and you can't do it tell them that that's not feasible for us. That's, that's beyond our budget. That's beyond the dollars we have. Um, If you can make it work great, but then you have to balance internal equities so you don't throw off morale and other departments. So all of those things weigh in, but if it's just about the money um, I would caution managers in hiring. You want to make sure they fit what's important to you and I always tell people, let's sell our city. We've been working with our recruiters on a different approach to what makes working here great, mm-hmm. right? And, and many cities are doing that now. We were just a little later to the game. Um, but I think that really is important. You attract people like you that value what you have, not just money and benefits alone. Those are important. But they shouldn't be and rarely you've seen all the statistical studies pay and benefits are low managers are it's high on their list they think that's the number one reason they lose people but the studies of the employees show that's like fifth or sixth or seventh on their list it's the work environment it's the people it's having purpose in their job Um, those things that bring value is what counts for many employees
0: but that belief is the problem the, On the part yeah. of of upper management and leadership, that's the problem that I'm in, that I encounter all the time is the belief that if we could pay more, if we could offer big better benefits, then we could get them. And my argument is if that is true, I don't believe it's true. And if they believe it's true, I, I understand you believe what you believe. All right. But if that were true, then my argument would be there would be no high performers in city government. period. There just wouldn't be, because everybody that's involved in city government would go to the private sector because you can make more money. That's right. If you're if you're if you're at a director level or above, maybe way below that. So, an Apple would have a lock, Google would have a lock, Microsoft would have a lock. Name the company: Amazon, Walmart, all of these behemoth companies they would have a lock on high performers and nobody else would be able to get a high performer that's just not true I could take you to mom-and-pop shops where people are getting by and I can show you high performers Mm -hmm. I can show you high performers in businesses that are probably grossing less than a million dollars a year and companies that are grossing billions of dollars a year there are high performers everywhere are, are they few and far between? Maybe, but they're there. That's right. They're there. And just like me, I don't know. I mean, how many people in my space had a desire to be spend some time in a place like Hot Springs Village? I don't know, but I did. Mm-hmm. How many HR directors wanted to have property that they could have as their eventual retirement place? And have enough acreage where they could hunt and fish on their own property. I don't know, but I know one and I'm looking at her. Right? right. So You gotta are, you
1: gotta align. You've gotta align what you have yeah. with what they want. That's the bottom line. And if you're not asking the right questions, if your focus is on skills alone and pay and what do you need, those should be pieces of the puzzle, but they shouldn't be the only because we all know if, you, if you're just looking at the frame of the puzzle and you don't have the meat inside of it, you'll never finish the puzzle. You, you got to have all the pieces and make sure it all works. It works for you and it works for them. That's where I think you find retention longer term. And I think the days are gone. I'm a rare breed. You're a rare breed where you get people for 25 and 26 years that doesn't exist as frequently as it used to in the past and that's generational and we've studied that you're going to have more people spending, you know, five to seven years at an employer, many spending two to four. Um, we just don't see that long tenure, but, but again, I'm one where, um, commitment and stability is really high on my priority list. You know, as long as I'm happy and I want to wake up and come to work every day because of what it's offered here, that's what drives and motivates me. And you've got to find like-minded people. Um, doesn't have to be exactly like you, but you need to find those that align with the values of your location at your city, with the things that you offer that's attractive to them. That's what will keep them. And then have a purpose, right? They need to have a purpose that their role is important to the overall mission, because then you're aligning their goals with yours. And that brings in- inherent value.
0: Yeah, but that's but that's hard, Lisa, and it takes time, and I don't want to do that. I want it to be easier, you know? I just want to throw a bigger number at them, and, and you, you know, can, to me, nothing's worse that. than— can do that. It's just yeah, not effective. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can you know, do it so all you want. <laughs> for me, the message that I would want everybody listening to this conversation to take away is just check your beliefs. Mm-hmm. check your beliefs if you believe that man if we could pay more we could get better people or we could keep people if we could offer more benefits i'm not saying don't to not stay competitive but if we come at this from a position that if only i just i hate if only if only this if only that Okay. Well,
1: seriously, how sustainable is that? It's not. If you're only focusing on pay, how can you possibly afford yourself? And not not you individually, but how can you afford yourself as a city? Because you're going to be trying, if you're a small city, you're trying to compete with the Dallas's and and Grand Prairie's and Plano's that yeah. have more sales tax and more property tax and more. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's an yeah. impossible.
0: No, it, you can't it's win that game. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't out Walmart Walmart. Now, I'm an ex-retail guy, and Walmart came of age as I was coming of age. They used to not be the behemoth that they are, but they've been the behemoth that they are for a long, long time, and I just never did try to out Walmart Walmart. I ran Amazon. Well, you can't. You're not going to out Amazon Amazon. So you can try, and you can think that if only you could, then you would and my belief is no you wouldn't my belief is how many people in your life put you in a place trained you up expressed great confidence in you and brought you along now can they bring you along and they, can they can they keep you there or should the maybe the bigger question should be should they keep you there I come to work for you. You hire me. We resonate. I'm, I fit your culture like a glove, and I come there, and you bring me along, and I'm, I'm in my 30s, let's say, and now four years have come, have come along, and I'm a rock star, but just due to the circumstances of what's going on where you are, where am I going to go? There's no opportunities for me. People are kind of cemented in, Mm -hmm. and somebody comes calling and knocking on my door. Maybe I didn't go looking for them. Maybe I did go looking for them. Who cares? But now I've got an opportunity. I mean, is that a bad deal? Do do either one of us lose in that scenario? No. Kids do grow up, you know, and leave home. Right. And employees do too, because things change. Our, Our life circumstances change. So my argument is leadership, you as a leader, you should still invest everything you've got in your people. You just should. There's no downside to it. And you can't, to me, you can't make the argument, yeah, but I'm going to invest all this time, and then and then they could leave. Yeah, they could.
1: Yeah, and they can and represent so, you really well when they well, do.
0: <laughs> they, they can leave, but so can you. That's right. You know, so if you're that miserable and if you don't have enough ammo to fight the fight you think you need to fight, then go find the ammo somewhere else. You know, quit moaning and complaining about what you don't have. Get busy with what you do have and start growing people because I got news for you. Not everybody can go somewhere and find a leader who's going to do that for them. How much is that worth? you know it's it's been said for years and it's a great it's a great line what's you know what's the value of your mother you going to put a price tag on your mom you going to put a price tag on your dad how can you do that you can't they're priceless they're invaluable okay we got to make a living i get it i understand But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about people that made a personal investment in us as their children. It's not the same. I'm not saying it is the same at work, but it's very similar. Those of us who've had people that mentored us and brought us along and invested in us, we'll never forget them. Right. Why? Because there aren't that many. That's why. You've got one mom and dad. Yeah. You know, the number of people that I talk to who will talk about a mentor that made a big difference in their life. Well, number one, it's everybody. Number two, the names that get thrown at me are ridiculously exclusive. Sometimes it's just one, maybe two.
1: In a career.
0: Yeah, I don't ever get I don't ever get some old person and i'm talking about my age or older telling me oh well here man i've just got a laundry list of people that i need to tell you about who really made a difference no it's it's a it's person one or two. He, it's yeah. a person here a person there my challenge would be what if you're that person what if you're that name and here's the other thing word gets around
1: well why Pe- wouldn't you want to be that person
0: well, why I don't wouldn't know you why. want to
1: invest, but the, it's it's a, because it's, a it's time easy commitment. to look for an excuse. Yeah. It's easy right. to
0: make up an excuse. Well, we can't I can't keep good people. I got news for you. You can be a rock star leader. You're going to experience churn. People are going to make their own decision on what's best for them. And you can't resent or get bitter for people making a decision that they think is in their best, even if you disagree with it. But it's what they want to do.
1: That's right.
0: That's fine. Leave the nest, fly, I hope you soar. I hope it works out for you.
1: Well, and realistically, the churn, I, the churn hat almost has to happen because there's simply not enough opportunities if you have a great culture, not a lot people will leave, but it's not at the frequency where they feel they can always climb to the top. It's duration, right? If they have the goal in mind and they're being grown, Um, But even here, I'm realistic because I've got two younger leaders as my HR managers. They could leave uh, and go elsewhere and become directors, Uh, but they are learning and they're enjoying learning. You know, I stretch them as much as I can to prep them, but I gave them the realistic expectation that when I choose to leave and retire, there's only one spot. I'm a realist. I know only one of you are going to get it and the other one won't. And naturally, I would be ridiculous to think that the one that didn't get it is then going to stay and wait for that person to retire because they're both young,
0: right? Or or even that they should do that. Right,
1: right. I mean, I I just, I'm a realist and know that. And and some of the staff know that there will be opportunities at the point I choose to retire Mm -hmm. and we'll have vacancies that come up. But in the meantime, if an opportunity presents itself, why wouldn't they want to explore it? And what I'm appreciative about is they come and they tell me and I know what they want. So also as painful as it is, sometimes if I see an opportunity, I tell them, if I think there's readiness for that role, I will tell them, I saw this role and I think you're ready. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean you'll get it. Doesn't mean that you're a match for the city, but why wouldn't you want to look at that? And I, and I, I don't want people leaving me. But um
0: No, but you've had people in your organization, I mean, I know firsthand that there have been other opportunities inside the city, outside your team, that right. you thought, you know, this has kind of got your name on it. That's right. I hate to lose you on my team, but you can stay on the, at least you can stay on the Grand Prairie team, and, yeah. and sometimes right. that works, and sometimes that doesn't work, and to be clear, we're not, we're talking about churn, we're not talking about mutiny. Right. we're not talking about people trying to jump off a sinking ship so if you're captaining a sinking ship well everybody ought to jump including you and i you
1: know I, i think we mentioned i call it churn just because it's effort and energy it is time it is difficult churn indicates some level some level of difficulty in the process right which there is it's painful to lose a teammate and have to retrain another because you bring somebody onto the team, but I believe churn can also be healthy. It's just managing it. You've got to learn to manage the churn I
0: told and somebody, expect
1: it. It's yeah, not, I, it, you, if you're not expecting the churn, man, you're setting yourself up for a bunch <laughs> of heartache and pain points in your, in your career.
0: Cause sitting, you need
1: to expect it.
0: I'm sitting across from a leader just recently, in fact, two weeks ago. And, uh, we're having this exact same conversation and for some reason I started thinking about when Rhonda and I first dated, we had just turned 18 the summer that we, we went out first date. And I said, you know, we've been married going on 46 years. And I said, she's, you know, but she, she got on board immediately because you know I had a great job and I was making a ton of money and I had a I had a brand new house and I had a, a brand new car and all this and I said no I didn't I didn't have any of that you know I mean I was I was I was selling stereo <laughs> gear I was going to college I was making okay money I had a I had a decent car I'm living at home Um I so, see you know it's, it's not why it's not why she married me it's not why I married her now I know that I could have I did date other girls that were way more into stuff and, you know, all the vanity metrics. That's not who I wanted. That's not who she wanted. I said, you know, so I don't know. I mean, hiring the right person. So if are you going to go into a date and you're not going to put the effort in? I mean, how's that going to work out for you? Like I could have asked her. And there are people
1: that that do that. Yeah, I could (laughs) have
0: asked her out and said, you know, well, I'm not sure this is going to work out. Until I'm sure it's going to work out, I'm not going to make the investment. (laughs) <laughs> nobody thinks that way. That's right. It's shocking to me that we get in the workplace and we do think that way. We think, well, I'm not going to make an investment. And then we get angry at people because some opportunity comes up after we've invested maybe a year and a half, two years in them, and they get an opportunity to better themselves. And now we get angry at them because they're making our life miserable. You know, it's just it's completely countered everything that we're preaching here. It's completely countered a great leadership because now who are you thinking about, you're thinking about crap fire. Look at what I'm going to have to do now. Yeah. You know, we're not happy for them. I mean, they're able to really elevate themselves and do well. And we could make this departure more like a parent who's sending the kids out, you know, man, fly, just fly as high as you can fly. I'm proud, proud, proud. And I get that that might be tough. Yeah. But man, it's such a better way to live your life, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. We're going to have more to say about this. Lisa and I are going to yeah, do Yeah, this is least... kind of
1: part one. Yeah, we're going to do part <laughs> one. Topic. We might
0: even do part three because this this needs to have some deeper conversation about right. some specifics and some things that maybe Lisa and I have to share that we have discovered that work. Right. And I will go ahead and preface and tell you nothing's going to work all the time we're dealing with human beings and human beings have stuff going on they've got their personal lives we can know as much about them as they're willing to let us know but are we going to know everything no are they going to completely pull the mask off they're not any more than we are that's right so there's going to be private concerns and worries and thoughts and ambitions and dreams that we have and for us to think that we're going to create a work environment that's going to be completely congruent with everything that's going on in their life, that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Right. It can't happen. It might happen for one or two, but if depending on the size of your team, it can't happen at the individual level with everybody. Um, I don't know. I, I think so much of it to me stems from how we go into this what we expect and what we truly believe. And I I have been fully persuaded, especially over the last 10 years, people are fully persuaded that if they could pay more money and offer bigger benefits, it would solve their people problems. And I just don't believe that's true.
1: No, because that's an easy way out.
0: Yeah, it's if a great excuse. If we can focus excuse. on that
1: and I don't have to do anything, it's somebody Correct. else's fault. Yep. It's easy to shift blame and deflect Then. Then, and it can be a, trust me, I'm not saying that it may not be part of the problem, but I guarantee you it is not the only problem because if you can never have enough pay and benefits to make every person happy and you can't afford it, period,
0: Well, if you can pay them a million it.
1: dollars for maintenance worker, go for it, but well, it ain't going to happen.
0: It's outside of, and it's outside of your control. And I'm a firm believer. What can you do? That's right. What can you do to facilitate this? What can you do to make things? Well, there's plenty of things that you can do as a leader that can make an investment in people. And you don't have to go to anybody to get permission. You don't have to go to the city manager. It doesn't have to go before council. There's all kinds of things that you can do as a leader that can really dramatically improve a culture and and, and create a soil where people can grow.
1: Where you can cultivate them.
0: And yeah. not everybody's going to want to grow. My question would be well, do you want them? No. Not every girl that I dated fell in love with me. And that's okay but I got the one I wanted and I don't know you'd have to ask her. I'm not sure she got who she wanted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's been you know, a few years Randy. I'm yeah, pretty sure she got it, what she but wanted. It,
0: <laughs> but it didn't have it didn't have anything to it didn't have anything to do, you know. Come on, we're 18.
1: Yeah. We were just shy of
0: being 21 when we got married, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. she had no clue what she was signing up for. I didn't know what I was signing up for. Um, same. You know, and you just Growth is the key and the reason I bring that up is because I think there's the rub. Yeah. There's the rub. I, I think if we can if we can find people, if we can connect with people, if we can hire people that we're willing to make an investment in because they're willing to make an investment in the job, in themselves, in us, in our team and what we want to accomplish, the world's our oyster. I mean yeah, it I think just is.
1: It's so interesting because you You think about what we do in dating versus what we do in interviewing at work. In dating, we do not sit. I I feel very confident Rhonda didn't sit down and go, okay, Randy, what is your skill set? How are you going to be as a mate? I need to know how are you going to treat me ongoing? Can you please answer these questions? And how much money do you plan to make in a lifetime? Because I need to know that in order to determine if I'm going to date you any more than today.
0: we don't do that, t- but look and at I would have told her I don't know to nearly every one of those questions. <laughs> I
1: don't know. But you look at in in look at what we do in interviewing where we're putting a ring on their finger with us as a city and us as a department and me as a leader. And we look at what are the skills that you have? What do you bring into the table? Um, what's you know, what what's the amount of money you need to make? Here's what the position does. What what if? What's important to you, Randy? What's important for you to work here? Why'd you pick us to interview? What if we ask those kind of questions and determine if it's a match with what's important to them? You can get so much more out of a person with willingness and attitude that has a little bit of the skills you need and then you train them up fresh and then getting somebody that's, you know, necessarily maybe done it for 20 years and the same thing and never elevated, I mean, that's a question. Why do you wanna be in the same role? And it may be a good one, and it may be a perfect fit, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that somebody that's been doing something 20 years is not a good fit, but boy, ask the bigger questions. Why did you pick us? Why do you wanna work here? What's important to you and a leader? S- just see what their answers are. What are, your, what are your values? What brings you purpose in a job? Well what we, motivates you? We what practice, if you ask that?
0: Yeah, we practice speed dating through the interview process and then we throw people in the deep end of the pool and then we get hacked off because they if they manage to get out of the pool and leave. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, well, that's where my head's at. My head is at as leaders, what investment are we willing to make? Come on, our leadership recipe is really drop dead simple it starts with humility. And if we don't have enough humility to make the investment in other people, then we got no business being a leader. Well, and we're not a first, leader. We might yeah. have a position, but we're we're not a leader. So it doesn't matter what the person is going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't approach it. If you've got a team of any number at all, you tell me that you're going to come to work and you're, okay, I've, this person – They've been here for a long time. I'm going to continue to invest in them. This other person, I'm not sure, so I'm not going to. Okay, well, self-fulfilling prophecy. It's just going to be self-fulfilling prophecy. What I find is the people that don't make the investment, they just don't make the investment. The, the, The boss who isn't investing in people, they don't make the investment in people, period. Right. And then they're hacked off that people leave, and now they're in a lurch. Right. And it's all about them, and it's all about the problem that they've got. Okay, well, you can live that way, but you'll be living in groundhog day. That's right. It's just going to be your whole career is going to be groundhog day if that's how you go and you're not going to be affecting or positively impacting anybody. It's a it's a it's a quick path to low performing team in my opinion and in my experience. I just hate the excuse. I hate the excuse making about pay. I don't argue that in some cases if you can't pay it you can't pay it but what can you do i mean if 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 Rhonda wanted to you know if Rhonda wanted to go out with a guy who had a brand new corvette i was not the right guy because <laughs> i didn't have a brand new corvette you know so if a girl wants a guy with a brand new corvette then go find a guy with a brand new corvette not every guy's going to have a brand new corvette so sometimes you just and You might need to accept the fact that, you know, it may be a blessing that I didn't land this person because if money's all they cared about and there are people that are completely mercenary, right? Well, I can't build it unless I'm in the mercenary business. I can't build a team of mercenaries. And if I'm going to build the best team of mercenaries, I better have the deepest pockets to do that. And if I do, I always laugh. Yeah. You know,
1: I laugh and I say, you know, if Don wanted to marry somebody with money, I also wasn't it. We were 19. <laughs> yeah, I'm in college. I did not have a dime and I did not get an allowance. We were a very yeah. moderate income family. Austere. And he was in the military on our 800 a month, you know? And so yeah. I said, the best I can offer you is I'm tan. That's that's all I got going <laughs> right now.
0: I'm tan.
1: You know, oh, if, if that works for you, let's let's go on a date. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so telling. you know that's, but that's oh, all i had i'm going to school that's i funny. have no time i'm taking 18 hours that's
0: funny. You i know. had a little bit more than a tan but not not much
1: <laughs> i didn't i had oh. a used i had my grandma's volkswagen rabbit that was like a 19 i don't know oh, 70 yeah. something yeah um you know i was i was not the pursuit of many let me tell you <laughs> but I I was the pursuit of one and he's been perfect. Right. So it's, it's all about, you know, going back on a serious note, it's about values. He matched the values for me that I looked for in a human. Yeah. And I matched what he was looking for in a human and that's what counts. And the bottom line is we should be doing more of that at work. What are they bringing to the table and values and ability that match what you need and what you what your city offers that's where you can find great people that don't have just benefits and pay as the single source of happiness on their mind because that will not sustain you it will it just it's not a working formula no.
0: Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.